It's time for the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Now here's Ryan Wallace on the Golden Knights Radio Network. Welcome in to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. The Golden Knights fall 2-1 to one to the Calgary Flames in overtime. Though Vegas do score a goal, not exactly the offensive outburst you were hoping for when Bruce Cassidy juggled lines going into this game. And to help us break it down, we bring in the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva. Dan, let's start there. The line juggling for Bruce Cassidy uh, didn't spark the offense the way that you might have hoped it would. So where do you go from here? I might give it another crack. Yeah. You know, I I, I kind of like some of the things that uh, that the uh, the group created. There wasn't enough finish, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, no even strength goals. It is neat to see Marcia So and Carlson back together. They have that uh, built-in chemistry that no matter how long they seem to have been separated, when they get back together, they just snap back into gear. Of course, Ivan Barbashev would be new to that equation. And maybe he would uh, benefit from a little bit more time playing alongside those two. Um, you know, Stone and Stevenson have been together quite a bit. And I, I think that they're – I'll just summarize by saying, Ryan, that, uh, you know, there were some guys who stood out today. Mm-hmm. There wasn't one line that was, you know, out of this world. Uh, some were better than others. But it seemed to me, if, I, if as I look through the lines, I, I wonder if uh, they would each benefit – uh, some more than others from additional game action together. As Bruce Cassidy told us on the pregame show that there was the potential of some in-game tweaks as if he had a variety of options to choose from for the starting group. But he, for the most part, uh, at even strength, kept those four lines intact with how they started. So I, if you're asking me, if, if I would give it another shot mm-hmm. uh, with this configuration tomorrow. Yeah, and y- you talk about it, right? Like, there were chances for the Golden Knights, obviously, in this game. A couple of posts, those go in. It, it feels very different, obviously. They don't go in. That's just kind of how the stretch has been recently for the Golden Knights. Y- you start to worry when the chances aren't there. And I think that that's kind of where you have to look at this if you're a Golden Knight fan, is that there are chances. There are breakaway opportunities. There are good plays that the Golden Knights are creating. It's just a matter of finding a way to finish them and then maybe simplifying the game in certain spots where you've got a lane, you've got to get that puck to the net. Yeah, and there are examples with some of the players who are not necessarily the the top offensive performers where you see, you know, Mike Amadio just go right to the net with the puck on uh, multiple occasions. Nick Wago right to the net. I mean, those are not the guys you expect to lead the team in scoring. You know, um, we talked about it during the game, different players who you would – want to see adapt that fourth line approach that mentality you know we, we talk about simplifying the game you know, we uh, love to see the highlight reel passes when the tic-tac-toe and you know the perfect feed and you know these guys are high skill they've done it before you think why can't we do it again but when it's not going um, you might adopt the approach of some of those other players who are getting the chances um, and obviously the, the lone goal that was scored by Carlson was on a rebound. You know, maybe that um, would be instructive to uh, even strength opportunities to, you know, shoot not only to score, but also shoot to get rebounds. Uh, the Knights uh, did not do enough shooting. They finished with 28. They didn't get um, any overtime shots on goal. But uh, I, I, I still think that they uh, can generate with, this configuration, I think that it does come down to the mindset. And really, you know, the, the configuration 
put aside for a moment. Bruce is changing things up to just kind of spark guys. Mm. Um, you know, you, you put yourself in an unfamiliar position. You sometimes have to zero in in your focus and, you know, you're paying more attention to your line mates. You're not just taking things for granted. Um, you don't have to, you know, you're not expecting to make the pretty play. You just go to the net as you have been taught since you were, you know, a pipsqueak. <laughs> so <laughs> if, if that's what happens next game, you know, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't surprise me if they go with the same group. It just, uh, are they going, to, are enough players going to the net at five on five, you know, the dirty areas and, you know, it's not easy to do. It's, mm -hmm. That's why it's so hard. If it were easy, everybody would do it all the time. I, and, I mean, I, I guess you can look at tomorrow's game against the Edmonton Oilers as one of those games where, I, and I know it's been a rough start to the year for Edmonton, but McDavid is starting to come on again. This is a team that, as long as McDavid and Dreisaitl are producing the way that they have the last couple of, of games, they're going to be able to outscore issues. I know that you, you have the recency of playing this team in the playoffs and beating them in the playoffs. Do you think that maybe that rise in, uh, you know, the, the level of, of, you know, nastiness, hatred, whatever you want to throw out there, maybe that's something that can spark the Golden Knights, just having that opponent to kind of bring that intensity level up a little bit? They've done well against the teams they've already faced who were postseason opponents in the spring. Winnipeg, Dallas, they've done well against those teams, have seen them already a couple times each. So if that is any indication, then, yeah, um, you figure that Edmonton, you know, hungry for revenge, would have a little bit of that in mind. But, you know, there are some changes. Obviously, it's a different coach. You know, so maybe you get something even better out of the Oilers. You know, they scored eight goals last game. Are they going to score eight again? I don't know. Vancouver does stuff like that. Um, <laughs> but at some point, you figure the Knights are going to break out offensively you know why not against Edmonton because you know while the Oilers score uh, plenty of goals at least um, you know when they're going they do they also tend to give up plenty uh, but you know given the way that the Knights have straight I'll tell you Ryan it, it's almost as if the Knights are going through an offensive slump right now but they are still finding a way to win a game here and a game there get a point here get a point there mm -hmm. and other teams not as good as the knights would just be flat out losing sure, yeah. <laughs> the knights are finding ways to win. so i wonder you know you, you start to um you know snap out of an offensive slump you get those chances and they're not going maybe it's the last sign before you snap out of it so maybe today the fact that they only scored one goal but enough guys got some really good looks maybe that that's the last sign um, that they're ready to break out, and they have, as history shows us, done that against the Oilers. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you there. Uh, any final thoughts on this one, Dan, before we turn our attention to tomorrow night and Edmonton? Well, it's great to be in Calgary. Logan Thompson was heralding the weather. He is, of course, a Calgary native, and a big smile. Uh, he said, you know, I, I know it's my hometown, but I, I just love it here. <laughs> he was just, <laughs> and one of the locker room attendants were was saying to him, oh, you should... You know, you should say that to everybody. You get more, uh, of course, players to come to the Calgary Flames. Gary talked about Nikita Zadorov having uh, requested a trade. Um, there are so many people with Western Canada connections uh, across the sport, whether Edmonton, Calgary, or other parts of Alberta. It is a beautiful place. We were here in, earlier in the season in 2022. Uh, today, there was no snow. Logan was joking. He had to expect to see snow on the ground here. Uh, not quite. A little chilly, but a, a beautiful day here in Calgary. And as uh, we know, Logan Thompson and Aiden Hill both had time with the Stanley Cup back here. So a number of Golden Knights fans, I presume friends and family, have gathered outside the Golden Knights tunnel. And a few of those uh, Calgary guys 
have uh, gone over to see their friends and family, and that's always a neat thing to see. Um, there are a couple of Flames jerseys. I don't know how those folks got over there, but <laughs> a lot more uh, gold steel uh, over in that area. All right, great stuff as always, Dan. Enjoy the rest of your night, and we'll chat tomorrow. Thanks, Ryan. Bye-bye. That is the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva, helping us break down a 2-1 loss to the Calgary Flames in overtime. Vegas 14-5 and 331 points on the year. Next in action, as we've mentioned, tomorrow against the Edmonton Oilers. We're back with more on the postgame show. You're listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. Our lack of finish is certainly there again tonight where we had chances to extend the lead that we weren't able to do that. Um, team defense, I thought, was pretty good for the most part. Again, I thought, you know, they, they activate their weak side D a lot, so they get some odd man rushes if our, our third forward high is, is late or diving down. So, you know, we talked a bit about that, but that's something they do well, so you got to give them credit for that. But, um, no, I, I thought, again, it's another game where we're in the game, playing well enough to win, that if we finish some of those great A's we're not sitting here talking about a loss it's, it is what it is I mean I mean I could go through them all I mean Jack had a breakaway shorthanded Barbie late Nick was in all alone twice Jack's two on one um, I think it was Nick the backdoor play from from Marsh like there's just chances that we need to start finishing and we're capable of but until we do we're going to be in these nail biters because I think we've stayed in games very well um, but it's hard to win scoring one goal. Uh, it's hard, and we're proving that. <laughs> How do you believe good teams get through stretches of adversity like this? Uh, well, you don't abandon ship. For one thing, we've kept to our identity. We're, we're disciplined for the most part. We took a late penalty. Um, I don't know, kind of a puck battle play. So we're, um, we're still not giving up great A's after great A's, uh, cheating all over the ice. So. We're trying to stay in the game by playing our team game and then get out of this by scoring. And that's, I think it's a good formula for us right now. Um, it worked in Dallas, almost worked tonight in Arizona the other night, 0-0 in the third. Like, don't mistake that for us trying to win a, a one nothing game every night. It's not what we want to do. But right now, if you're not scoring, that's what's in front of you. You have to, to get points. So uh, credit to the guys for, for not losing their... Um, the game plan in that regard and we just got to find ways to um, to score five on five I think it's been four games so that, that that's the biggest Achilles heel right now we're back to the Vegas Golden Knights post game show now here's your host Ryan Wallace the definitive collector's item from the Stanley Cup Championship is It Hurts to Win, the official book from the Vegas Golden Knights. Pick up your copy now at the official team stores or order online at VegasTeamStore.com. It's the VGK postgame show. Golden Knights fall 2-1 to one to the Calgary Flames in overtime. Vegas 14, 5, and 331 points on the year. Next in action tomorrow, 6 o'clock against the Edmonton Oilers. That's a 5 o'clock pregame show. 6 p.m. puck drop. You just heard from Bruce Cassidy as he addressed the media after the game and, you know, kind of assessing what he saw. It's it's pretty clear. Lack of finish. Like, if you if you were to talk about the process, and, like, I can, I get in trouble sometimes when I do this, when you look at the process of how things are going and you level that 
up against the results that you're getting. And generally speaking, if you play well from a process perspective, the results will come. There are times where it doesn't happen in the case of the Golden Knights recently, but you like the way that they're playing generally, right? Like this team created a lot of looks tonight, a couple of breakaway opportunities. They hit a couple of posts. And as Bruce Cassidy said, if those plays go, right, if, if Jack Eichel doesn't hit a post, but it goes post and in, if Zach Whitecloud doesn't hit a post and it goes out, it goes in, we're talking about a 3-1 victory for the Golden Knights. We're not talking about another loss. And yet the, the short-term way of viewing this is that results are the only thing that matter. They matter a lot. They do, 100%. But earlier on in the year, when the Golden Knights were winning games to the tune of an 11-0-1 start, and we looked at it and said, okay, but they were pretty lucky to win a couple of those games. When you're on a long and lengthy win streak like the Golden Knights were at that point, you're, you're, you're likely not playing as well as your record would indicate. And then when you're on a losing streak, you're probably playing better than your record would indicate. It's inverse now. And the Golden Knights are in that part of that, that skid where even though they're pulling points out and people should be happy about the fact that they're not scoring and still pulling out standings points, um, you have to just kind of work through it. you got to find a way to score. And, and that's really what it boils down to. Defensively, they were not bad in this game at all. They were really good in terms of kind of locking things down, not giving up great scoring chances. You look at the goals that were scored, it was, you know, a lax coverage on the overtime goal for sure, but the game-tying goal from A.J. Greer is just kind of a broken play. And how many times have we said that recently where the Golden Knights aren't making many mistakes and they're not having many plays that are, you know, are, are grade A going against them, and yet... One bounce is all it takes because why you're not scoring with enough regularity and you're not finishing with enough regularity or at least not the regularity we are known to see from the Vegas Golden Knights. Post-game injury report is brought to you by UMC, the exclusive hospital of the Vegas Golden Knights. No Shea Theodore, no Alec Martinez. Neither of those two players traveled on this road trip for the Golden Knights. You got Edmonton tomorrow. You've got Vancouver on Thursday. So all that to say... This is likely going to be the lineup that you have. Caden Korzak came in. He's got an ability to kind of move pucks out of his own zone. I, I like the idea there. I wonder where Bruce Cassidy goes on the back end tomorrow with the Edmonton Oilers uh, looming. But I'm kind of there with Dan Duva as well. I, I think you give this configuration of the lines one more opportunity against a incredibly defensively porous team in the Edmonton Oilers. And maybe, just maybe, that's the recipe. That's what you need to kind of break out of this scoring slump if you're the Vegas Golden Knights. Let's take a look at the highlights in this game. The Golden Knights had an opportunity on the power play in the first period, and William Carlson hammered a rebound home to open the scoring. Now Hutton taps it over to the right for Michael Amadio. He shoots, save, rebound, score! William Carlson, weak side rebound. And the Knights take a 1-0 lead. 6.07 to go in the first period. William Carlson's 10th goal of the year, a power play goal from Nick Waugh and Michael Amadio. 13.53 of the first period made it one to nothing. Vegas, so we'd head to the second period, and Aiden Hill did his job, keeping the Flames off the board with a big kick save in the second. Flames coming ahead, four against two into the zone, left wing, to the right, a shot, kicked out! Hill with a right toe save. 
So there you have it, Aiden Hill doing his part. We go to the third period. The Golden Knights up one nothing, and as has been the case for the Golden Knights lately, bounces have gone against them. This time, a block shot fell perfectly for A.J. Greer in the slot, and he beat Aiden Hill to tie the game. Long rebound, Calgary collects, and out they come. Kadri across the line on the right, cuts left to the circle, shoots, blocked, rebound and front, score! A.J. Greer pounces on the loose puck to tie it 1-1. Fourth goal of the year for A.J. Greer from Nazem Kadri and Connor Zary. Two minutes, 31 seconds into the third period, tied the game at one, so we'd head to overtime, and the Flames had the puck essentially the entire overtime period as Mackenzie Weger went end-to-end -end to give the Flames the overtime win. Pulls it into the corner. Weger has some space. Stone will flush it out. Ten seconds to go. Weger hustles up the middle of the ice across the red. Eight seconds across the blue. Right circle. He shoots and scores! It was close to offside. We'll see if they will review. But it appears as though the Flames have won it with four seconds left in overtime. Fifth goal of the year for Mackenzie Weger. Four minutes, 55 seconds into overtime. Gives the Flames a 2-1 victory over the Vegas Golden Knights. Vegas again dropping this one in overtime, but they do pick up a standings point. It's a tough one, though. You get that first goal of the game. The Golden Knights have been so good when scoring first early on this season. Uh, you got to find a way to extend the lead. That's one of the things Bruce Cassidy talked about. You, you have opportunities, you have chances, and the Golden Knights just unable to do that tonight against the Calgary Flames. We're back with more on the postgame show. You're listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. VGK postgame show, 2-1 to the final. The Calgary Flames defeat the Vegas Golden Knights in overtime. Vegas pulls a standings point out of this one. 14-5-3, 31 points on the year for the Golden Knights. Next in action tomorrow, 6 o'clock puck drop against the Edmonton Oilers. It's a 5, 5 o'clock pregame show. I'm excited about tomorrow's game. Uh, I, re I really am. And listen, like it, it has been a rough start to the year for the Edmonton Oilers. We, we all know that it's been well documented. But Connor McDavid has, has seemingly found a gear here. He's seemingly looking more and more every single day like himself. And that's not a good thing for the Vegas Golden Knights. It's not a good th thing for anybody, really, that's going to be taking on the Edmonton Oilers, but I will stand by this simple fact. The Oilers are bad defensively. Now, this is not a shocking revelation. However, there's a couple of things at play here. Number one, the Oilers put up eight goals yesterday in Anaheim against the Ducks. The Oilers, if McDavid and Dreisaitl are going... They don't have to be good defensively. They need to be league average at best because when you can get five points a night from Connor McDavid and four points a night from Leon Dreisaitl, you're going to be able to outscore your issues defensively. Now, the question becomes, can the Oilers actually help the Golden Knights fix their scoring woes? 
because you know the Calgary Flames pretty responsible tonight. Like there were still some open ice plays, there were still some really good looks for the Golden Knights to to find the back of the net. Dan Vladar, you give him credit. And like I'm so tired of this idea that it's backup goalie, backup goalie, backup goalie. Is it the case for Vladar? Sure. It wasn't the case though for Connor Ingram. Like I'm not going to sit here and listen to uh, Connor Ingram's a backup goaltender. He's a secondary option for the Arizona Coyotes who's splitting time with their number one net miner in Karel Vimelka. Like literally going back and forth all season long. It's a 1A, 1B situation there. Sometimes goalies are on. Sometimes they play well. Like think about it from this perspective. And this is the only this is the only way that I'm going to look at it tonight with Vladar. You had a weird situation happen with the goaltenders for the Calgary Flames. Jacob Markstrom got sick after the cutoff time to call up a backup goaltender from the AHL. So they had a emergency backup goaltender on the bench all night long. Vladar takes two big hits contact in this game. I think if you're Dan Vladar in that spot, you're like, you've got all the moxie in the world because you know no matter what happens, you can get pumped for eight goals. You can play out of your mind. You're not coming out of the game. You're not putting Dustin Nickel, this guy's name, for real. You're not, they're not putting him in the net. So Dan Vladar had to come in with a certain mindset, and he was good. He was full value. He was full marks. And, and I know that like that's going to sound like I'm making excuses for the Golden Knights, but the simple fact here is goalie was good. They had chances, not enough for the second and third opportunities. They did score on a second opportunity. That was William Carlson's power play goal. But I do wonder if the looser structure to the Edmonton Oilers helps the Golden Knights through their scoring skid, their slump, whatever you want to call it. But please understand, please remember that you're not going to get another 10-game stretch where the Golden Knights are 9-0-1. I think that that point needs to be driven home. Just because the Golden Knights are losing a couple more games than we're used to seeing, just because this team isn't scoring at the clip that we would expect them to score, it doesn't mean that anything else, that everything else is wrong. It doesn't mean that there's this big thing going on behind the scenes. It doesn't mean that because the Golden Knights have lost games that they like losing. It doesn't mean that they're okay with it. It doesn't mean that they are in a position where they don't want to win. And if you believe that, I don't know what else to tell you. They won a Stanley Cup. Last season, they were able to navigate a couple of different moments in the season where there were skids in and around November at home and right before the All-Star break. And we all know what they were able to do after the All-Star break to the tune of being the best team down the stretch, and the best team in the playoffs. So pump the brakes for a minute because they've gone 3-5-2 and two after starting the season 11-0-1. And, and if this bothers you, you got about five minutes you can call and we can talk about it on the extended postgame show. We're back to wrap it up next on the postgame show. You're listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network.
We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Golden Knights fall 2-1 to to the Calgary Flames in overtime. Tonight's game recap is brought to you by Universal Windows and Solar. For the Golden Knights, it started well enough. They score a power play goal in the first period. William Carlson on a rebound, so a lot of good things happening there. Decisive play with the man advantage. Pucks to the net. Second opportunity. The, quote, try-hard goal, if you will, uh, by getting to the areas you need to be successful. And it looked like and felt like the Golden Knights were going to come out of this one. And then... Nothing really happened of, of consequence in the second period. Yeah, there were chances. Both goaltenders made some big saves, but the Golden Knights were unable to extend that lead, and that's so important when you're not scoring enough goals to be able to turn a one-goal lead into a two-goal lead into a three-goal lead, and all of a sudden, you're out of this skid. But got to give a lot of credit to the Calgary Flames. They were able to find a puck on a broken play. They tie the game in the third period. They start overtime on the power play, and they just never gave the puck away. And then Mackenzie Wieger ends it with five seconds left in overtime. So for the Golden Knights, it's a quick turnaround. Next in action tomorrow, 6 p.m. against the Edmonton Oilers. That's going to do it for me here on the Post Game Show. Extended Post Game Show is next. You're listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. Thanks for listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network Post Game Show. For the station staying on for more game highlights, interviews, and your phone calls coming up next at 702-876-1340. Good night, and thanks for listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. It's the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Let your voice be heard by calling in at 702-876-1340. Now here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. 2-1 the final, the Calgary Flames defeat the Vegas Golden Knights in overtime. Scoring woes continue for the Golden Knights. 702-876-1340 is the number. 702-876-1340. Seeing a lot of opinions out there on X. But, like, what's the fun in that? Call up. Talk to me. If you're so bothered by how the Golden Knights are playing right now, please don't hide. Talk to me. Voice your opinions here. This is why we do the program. This is what we're here for. If you believe that there is something wrong beyond just a simple dry spell that literally every team in this league is going to have at some point in the season, then please, by all means, the floor is yours. Because I'm telling you right now, sometimes you just lose. Sometimes... You just can't score goals. And it's okay. It doesn't mean anything's broken. Just sometimes, hockey happens and you don't win. 702-876-1340 is the number. I'm talking to all of you that are in my mentions, yapping about how the Golden Knights are broken. Now's your chance. Give me a call. 
Let's go out to the phone lines, bring in Christian. Hey, Christian, how you doing? Hey, Ryan, can you hear me? Yeah, I got gotcha. you. So one of my biggest issues right now is with Chandler Stevenson. Mm-hmm. He seems so lazy out there. And we know that he doesn't like to shoot the puck, but the refusal to shoot lately, that shot where he had down the middle today, yeah. might have been a goal. We don't know. I mean, and though I agree with you, the team's not broken. You go through these spells. We went through it last year. I called you last year when this happened, and we ended up winning. That's why I called again. But <laughs> So, I mean, you, well, you just, you just kind of said it, right? Like, it happened last year, and what happened last year? We won the Stanley Cup. I mean, we won the Stanley Cup. Like it's an eighty-two day, eighty-two game grind. Okay, let me like let me let me kind of throw it out there in, in this in this way. When when you wake up every morning, are you like a hundred percent pumped, ready to go, feeling the best that you've ever felt in your entire life every single day? No, oh God, no, you're not because you're human, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like every single player on this Golden Knights team. Is also a human, and and I, like this is something I harp on all the time on the post game show, and I, I'm going to continue to do it and continue to do it. Oftentimes, we lose sight of that, myself included. We look at these players as machines, as as just being able to snap fingers and work themselves out of you know confidence issues when it comes to not being able to score or overthinking the game or, or whatever it is. Or just dealing with life stuff that exists to human beings. My point is, Christian, and and I'm with you on Chandler Stevenson. He has to shoot the puck more. There's going to be a moment where he does, where a puck goes in, and all of a sudden we're going to see Chandler with eight or ten points in like four or five games, and we're going to be like, oh, okay. It was just a slump. Like It happens. It happens to everybody. And thanks, Christian, for the call. Um we, we have to get out of this mindset that it's perfect or it's broken. That's not how the real world works for anybody in any job at any point in time. And so you said it in your response. You said it. You called up last year when the Golden Knights had stretches where they couldn't score and you were upset about that and you thought that there was an issue and what ended up happening? They won the Stanley Cup. At what point... I wondered this going into the season. At what point were, were we, and I'm using the collective we as fans, at what point were, were the Golden Knights going to lose the benefit of the doubt? After going 11-0-1 to start the year, it took a 3-5-2 stretch. That's what it took. Pretty wild to me. Let's go back out of the phone lines, bring in Mike. Hey, Mike, how you doing? Yeah, don't hit and run, kids, on Twitter, or now X. It just isn't, uh, it, it doesn't become you. No, 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 it, no, Mike, Mike, listen. If they want to do that, by all means, go for it, but call in yeah. here. Call yeah, in here. Yeah, do both at least. You know, at least do both. But at any rate, um, it, you know, it could be better, obviously. I mean, you can't take four backup goalies and score one goal and call that a success. <laughs> there's, there's no way to paint that. You know, you can't put lipstick on that pig no matter what you say. But by the same token, uh, it wouldn't have mattered, obviously, if we had faced Vasilevsky or anybody else, we still wouldn't have scored. So that's not the issue right now. Um, the issue could be a bit of Stevenson, and it could be a, a, also a bit of Barbashev. I, I mean, I don't want to point fingers because it's way too early to be doing that. But it could be, and it better change, I would say, within a week or two, or else it, then you start to wonder whether it is or it isn't. 
Um, I don't know mm-hmm. if I've ever seen. I wanted to ask you: Have you ever seen an overtime game that was never three on three at at any point? Uh, I'm I'm sure it's happened. I remember when overtime was four on four. So um, yeah. Can can and, you ex- hold on? Can you explain the Barbashev comment? Well, Barbashev, it seems to me, and again, it's too early to point fingers. I'm going to preface what I said there. It seems to me that he has two switches. He has a postseason switch and a regular season switch. He's never been known at any point in his career as a very good offensive player during the regular season. But in postseason, he's a miracle. He turns it on. Mm. Are we dealing with that here again? Well, I, I, I mean, I think that you bring in Ivan Barbashev to be a difference for you in the postseason. Like, there's a level to his game and a level that he reaches when everything's on the line. And there are players that are like that, Mike. Like, there are players that are built for the postseason. Ivan Barbashev is one of them. And I'll take that. Believe me, if, if Ivan turns out to be that kind of guy, I'll be fine with it. I just wouldn't put him on the first line these days, and they're not. And, and finally, they've found a spot. And Chandler is not a top-six player anymore. Not, not these days, he isn't anyway. Well, I, I, don't, I don't think that's the case. I think, again, he's going through a slump. Yeah. Like, and I hope, and, I hope and he just returned from injury. But like we're right. we're just we're 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 condemning the player here and saying he's not a top six player who's and he's a guy that's coming off of an injury in a in a contract year who was a big big part of your top six when you won the Stanley Cup checks notes five months ago. Right, and again, postseason, postseason, postseason. We but can't I, say but, that enough. But you can't, yeah. But you can't make that argument with Chandler Stevenson. He's been good every regular season for the Golden Knights. Up to this point, he certainly has. There is a shelf life for all players, and and Phil Kessel will be the first guy to tell you that it doesn't have a lot to do with age. It has a obviously it does. Some players just age quickly, and other players don't age at all. But Ovechkin has hit the wall. So Kessel hit the wall. At, has at twenty, has are, are you are you suggesting at twenty nine years old, Chandler Stevenson, who can absolutely motor everywhere on the ice? Has hit the age has has hit the wall because he's, he's not shoot better. I know you know that. I know that. Mike, he's got he to shoot. That. He's got to shoot. Period. He's not shooting. I, and I yeah. and I understand that. But I guess my point is, do you think that that he's forgotten how to play hockey? Uh, no, I don't by any means think that. Do you no. do you believe? But, he, but remember, but he was said, a fourth Mike, line Mike, player for Washington, so is he's he been, reverting he's been to a, that? Is the only question. And he's been a top six player for years here with the Golden Knights. Yeah. So what you're suggesting to me is that a 17 game span for Chandler, in which he's dealt with an injury, all of a sudden he's not good anymore. Well, I don't want that to be the case. I do, mean, do you believe that? Uh, do I believe it? I believe if we see it for another week or two, I'll start to I'll start to really believe it. Yeah. So, you, you, so but, you're going you're going to t- you're going to make that 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 I you're going to have that opinion of a player based on two months out of their career. No, I don't think two months is enough. Well, that's uh, what another no. that's what another three weeks would be. Two weeks would be. But, one but week he would has be. he has a he has a lifespan of a certain amount, and he already 
this is not a guy who came into the league as a top six player. He came into the league as a bottom six guy. Has he reverted to that is the only question I have. I don't think he has. I think he's going through a slump like everybody else. Okay, well, yeah, because, I mean, obviously Stone and Eichel and Marcia so, and like, you can name anybody. They're is, not lighting it up. Has, has, has time run out on Jack Eichel or Mark Stone? Like, you're not going to... Oh, well, of course not. not. Well, but, but why are you so sure on those guys and not Chandler Stevenson? Because of the way Chandler shoots the puck these days. He's got to start shooting the puck Mike, with never, a little alacrity. He's, like he's a never corner. been a shooter, Mike. He sets guys up. He's a playmaker first. You have to have confidence in your game, and right now Chandler doesn't have that because he's going through a slump. Right, and and in any sport, every single player will have what's Lit- called Literally a every sport Every single player at some point in time is going to go through a two-week stretch where they are not their best. Right. And you made it clear, and you made a great point. You don't wake up every day saying, this is going to be the day when I'm just going to knock the world over. Not day after day after day. Some days you're just not ready for it. Now, I don't know what's going on in the world of the Golden Knights, but I do know this. In every sport except football, Defense is harder to teach than offense, always. And that's something that we can hold our heads high and put our hats on the shelf and say, okay, we're doing fine. Our two best defensive players maybe are gone. And we're still playing outstanding defense. And if Shea Theodore were in the lineup, we might even have a couple of goals along the way. So we're not worried I'm not worried about the overall ability of the Knights to win games. Tomorrow, bet the over. I, if I had enough money, I'd, I'd put it all on, on the over because I believe it'll be a 10-goal game tomorrow. Great stuff there, Mike. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's go out to the phone lines, bring in Stephanie. Hey, Stephanie, how you doing? I'm doing okay. How are you doing, Ryan? Oh, I'm good. I mean, that was a frustrating game, but I think me personally, I'm even more frustrated with other people to uh, to sort of quote uh, the Panthers head coach from last season. Everybody just expletive breathe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm 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 with you again. Like you can lose games, you can be a player in a slump, and it doesn't mean that something's fractured or broken. It it sometimes it just means that in hockey you lost the game. Yeah. And I mean, like all all of all of this with the perspective that we are still literally tied for first in the league. <laughs> like I the overreaction is killing me. I I am glad that we were able to get a point out of this, this game. I think we could have gotten two points. We didn't get the bounces that we had. We've got a lot of players that are snake bitten all at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think that we're never going to score a goal again, or we're going to continue scoring one goal in games. Like it's this is the time to be working through these problems, right? In November, December, not February, March, April. Yep. Like it's it's going to be okay. <laughs> like I please like positivity. Alley is feeling really empty. I'm here. I know Rita is here with me. Like. It's going to be okay, guys. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm, I'm with you there, Stephanie. Thanks for the call. Um, I'm fired up, so like I'm, I'm in a fighting mood, um, and yet I'm, I'm not getting many calls from, from the faction of fans that believe something is terribly, terribly wrong with the Golden Knights. 
Let's go back out of the phone lines, bring in Peter. Hey, Peter, how you doing? Hey, Ryan, I'm good. I, I hope I don't disappoint you because I'm not disappointed. I'm not bothered. I'm not negative. I'm not discouraged. I hate losing. Mm-hmm. It's annoying. But uh, I kind of look at tonight's game in Arizona kind of like a, as one thing. There's like a common theme. And I, to, to my mind, Ryan, slump is a little bit too dramatic of yeah, a word. I'd agree. Because, yeah, I, I, you know, um, in like if, if, for example, I mean, the Arizona game, we had a really high quantity of shots. Tonight, I think we had high-quality shots. They just didn't, in both games, they just didn't quite go in. I mean, if, if one shot each night is... It, you know, was was fired in at like maybe five degrees different angle or mm. something, uh, and and get past the goalie. Both games, you've got a completely different complexion, sure. and and maybe that's the difference between getting one point and and uh, you know four points for both nights. And uh, Coach Cassidy, after the Arizona game, was slightly. I mean, you could hear the frustration, sure, yeah. and there was something about the forechecking issue. Tonight he was very positive, and I, I was glad to hear that because I felt the same way. Um, and, you know, it wrapped up the, the overtime. It was an interesting overtime, of, of course, you know, hate, hate the results, but Jesus, we, we start down a man, and then, like, we're down a stick. Mm-hmm. And, it, it, you know, we, we did... We did have possession of the puck just a little bit, and Calgary came at us during those moments. They came at us very aggressively, which is probably the right move on their part. And But in that situation, uh, that's a high risk for them. Usually we, we you know, could typically have a chance to get the puck to a guy a little bit forward and, and you know, have another. And it just didn't happen. It just didn't happen tonight. Yeah. And, then, and then to wrap it all up, Aiden, if you watch Aiden Hill long enough, you start to wonder if he's a human being or not because he's just so amazing. And then, yeah, he's a human being. I mean, that last shot came in fast, mm-hmm. and it just got past him. That's all. That's all it is. Yep. Uh, I, I mean, I love the guys. They, they, play, they played great. They played great two games. We did not get beat. We lost. Mm-hmm. Big difference. Yeah, we, I don't think we we have not been beat this year. No, we I lost I, some games. I will I will say the four one loss to the Los Angeles Kings. That's uh, that's a, a lo- that's a, a game uh, in which yeah. the Golden Knights were beaten. But that's okay. a great excellent point there, Peter. Thank you so much for the call. Um, yeah, it, they lost the game, and you know what? That's going to happen. So for the Golden Knights, it's back to the drawing board tomorrow in Edmonton against the Oilers. Taking more of your phone calls next. 702-876-1340 is the number if you'd like to join us here on the Extended Post Game Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the Extended Vegas Golden Knights Post Game Show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Extended Post Game Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas, 2-1 in the final. The Calgary Flames defeat the Vegas Golden Knights in overtime. Let's go right back out to the phone lines, bring in Rita. Hey, Rita, how you doing? Well, I'm doing okay. Evidently, some people on Twitter aren't. I know these people. These are the same people that were on my timeline Last January, before the break, mm-hmm. and all is lost. We're going to miss the playoffs again. This team is trash. 
We came back from the break, and we did not stop till we raised a pretty shiny cup. Mm-hmm. I mean, the sky is not falling, guys. I'm sorry. You can hope for it. We're having a little rain. It's a desert. Mm-hmm. It don't last long. No, it doesn't. And I'm expecting the Golden Knights to, to kind of work themselves out of this one, just as they have before. Um, I, I'm not concerned. I'd like to see the, the puck kind of go in for them here or there. Uh, but goodness gracious, like they're still pulling points out of these games when they're not scoring goals. That should mean something too. Well, we're first in the division for God's sakes. Mm. If we were in the middle and we hit a slide, well, maybe then you could worry we were going to lose, but we've already banked enough points, not to mention we're going to kick it tomorrow. Nobody likes anything better than watching McDavid have a reason not to smile. All right, great stuff there, Rita. Thanks so much for the call. Uh, the Golden Knights will have the Edmonton Oilers tomorrow. 6 o'clock puck drop, 5 o'clock pregame show. Let's go back out to the phone lines, bring in William. Hey, William, how you doing? I'm doing good, Ryan. Hey, so my perspective on this is, yeah, everybody's, you know, yapping there on, on social media, but Let's look at it this way. At the beginning of the season, how many players do we have on the team that actually scored goals and had points? It was like really big news, right? Everybody was scoring. Everybody was chipping in. Mm-hmm. And now, not it's not just you know Chandler Stevenson and you know you know Marcheseau or Eichel or whoever that are in a slump. It's kind of like everybody because let's take a let's take a page out of last year when these players had the same slumps that they're having this year, mm-hmm. which happens every year which has been well-documented, right? We know. Okay, it's just, there's that, what was happening last year? There was people, you know, on the other lines, the sport, that were actually scoring those goals, and that was the big news last year. Well, it's just not happening right now. So everybody just needs to relax mm-hmm. and just wait. Yeah, and I get it, right? I love that you're fired up because, yeah, it's firing me up, too. I'm a little ticked looking at some of these stuff that, some of the stuff that I'm reading on social media, and it's like, come on, guys, just, just relax. I get it. I'm not happy. Well, I'm not I, happy that we that we haven't lost in the last you know how many games that we've lost, and you know we we blow that one tonight, and you know with what four or five seconds left. Yeah, yeah, it sucks. That's yeah, it happens. It's it's frustrating for sure, but it yeah. doesn't mean that there's something broken. Like that's my and that's that's my that's my main argument. And thank you for the call, William, because you, you kind of underscore the point there. It's like you're going to lose games. There's going to be stretches where you're not able to score. There are going to be moments in this season where you're not getting production up and down the lineup like you were at the beginning of the year. The reason the Golden Knights were 11-0-1 is because everybody, literally everybody, was scoring. Right now, it's dried up a little bit. So, you got to do what you can to get through it. you got to pull as many points as you can, and then... You get back to work and hope that the slump ends. And that's really what's at stake now for the Golden Knights is finding a way out of this one, the scoring woes. Back to wrap it up next on the Extended Post Game Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Hey, extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. 2-1 the final. The Calgary Flames defeat the Vegas Golden Knights in overtime. You know, I look at this in a couple of different ways. I, I say for the Golden Knights, it's, it's really simple. you got to find a way to score, as Bruce Cassidy mentioned after the game. 
Um, it's another one in which uh, they just can't find a five-on-five goal. It's another one where they have great chances. They're just unable to bury one uh, and extend the lead in a, a key spot. And so right now you look at it and you simply have to find a way. Uh, process has been fine, but the results need to start to follow for the Golden Knights. And listen, I'm going to say it again. Just because you lose games doesn't mean you're broken. Just because the Golden Knights have had a rough go of late scoring goals doesn't mean it's broken. Sometimes you can't score. Sometimes you just lose. That's going to do it for me here on the Extended Post Game Show. Thanks to Bobby Machado making sure everything sounds great and we're on the air. And thanks to you, our listeners and our callers, even you who didn't call in but had such strong opinions on the show on the socials. Maybe next time. Maybe next time you'll call in and have those conversations. Anyway, Golden Knights next in action tomorrow, 6 o'clock against the Edmonton Oilers. Until then, have a great night, everybody. We'll talk to you tomorrow right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Thanks for listening to the extended Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Radio 98.9 FM at 1340 AM. Your home for the Vegas Golden Knights. Have a good night and drive safe.